Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We decided on the Sagittarius symbol. Sagittarius is the travel sign and that it just felt like super important to us. Like we met while traveling and it just seemed to be the power of our relationship. The first tattoo. With this tattoo, I thee wed. With this tattoo, I thee wed. <laughs> and Tanya. With this tattoo, I thee wed. The finale of 90 Day Fiance aired on Sunday, so I had to recap it, you know? Um, I'm going to start with Anna and Marcel. It's basically wedding day for pretty much everybody except for Juliana and Michael, who got married in the last episode. Um, and then also Angela and Michael. Um, so we're starting with Anna and Marcel. It's their wedding day. If you guys remember, um, Marcel came back from Turkey the day that his visa was supposed to be... Um, like voided so they have to get married by midnight otherwise he has to go back to turkey so anna gino and leo which are her two like the middle son and the youngest son are headed to the airport her oldest son joey is with anna's mom because neither of them are like approving of the wedding and they're not gonna go um so by the time Marcel lands they'll have six hours to get married um and Anna calls Carol on the way to the airport to confirm that their wedding is going to be at eight um so they get to the airport and Marcel shows up and the boys are pretty happy for their mom um to get married and then they have to like rush home because they only have two hours to get ready before the ceremony um the wedding is going to be in Anna's backyard, which actually was like a nicer house than I thought. Like all the houses around it look pretty nice. 
Um, and yeah, it was just like a whole big rush because like nothing is done. They have to get their hair and makeup done, blah, blah, blah. Um, Marcel's excited, but you know, he's excited to be with Anna forever, but he's, you know, typical, um, sad because his parents and none of his family members are going to be able to come to the wedding. Um, so like they're getting ready. Anna's like super stressed. Her friends are there to help with like the decorations for the wedding and to help her get her hair and makeup done. But she's just like feeling, you know, the stress. Um, so Marcel is also getting ready in a separate room, but then he knocks on the door to where Anna is with her friends and tell her like, Oh, um, it's Turkish tradition to tie a red ribbon around the bride. Um, I guess for good luck. So he comes in to see her and he gets like a little bit emotional and he's like, basically like, Oh, like he just looks like in awe of her and they hug. And he says like, when he touched her hair and smelled her skin that he felt like the world was his. And it was just very sweet. So sweet. In fact, that I'm not even going to roast him for having a shirt collar outside of the suit jacket, but you know, to each his own. Um, so then we find out that they're actually two hours behind schedule. So they go from getting married at eight to getting married at like 10. And Leo offers to walk Anna down the aisle. It was super cute. Um, so then they decide to have like Leo and Gino walk her down the aisle. Initially, Joey was supposed to do it, but like I said, she's, he's not there and he doesn't show up. And I kind of thought he would, but he didn't. Um, they get married. Everything's Chacazelle. Everything's very good. Uh, Leo does the cutest speech ever. He says, I honor that my mom and Marcel are married and that they will forever. And then I'll live with that. <laughs> so cute. Um, but I noticed that like suddenly they seem to have a much easier time. Anna and Marcel communicating with each other. Like, I don't know if like how, the week and a half that he spent in Turkey or however long he was back, he, he got like a Duolingo or whatever, but he seems to understand a lot more and they seem to be able to communicate. I did not see a self translator app out at any point. So good for them. Um, I'm going to go next with Blake and Jasmine. Um, it's also wedding day for them, but it was also, you know, super straightforward. Jasmine says she's never been to a wedding. She doesn't have any idea how weddings work. The only wedding she's seen are on TV. Um, so she's just kind of like going along with it. She says that she, um, bought a, well, she brought a cocktail dress from Finland because she thought that they were just going to get married in the courthouse and didn't know that it was going to be like this thing, you know, they're getting married in a park and they're guests. Of course, Blake's cool friends have to be there because they can't do anything without each other. Um, but I mean, she looks beautiful. Blake looks like he borrowed a suit from his father. Like the pants are all pulled up around his, his, um, uh, shoes, whatever. Um, Blake's mom, Curleen is still annoyed about Jasmine's goals of, you know, not working so she can, you know, focus on her inner peace, but she says she's really happy for Blake and Blake's friend Rita, who seems to think that, uh, you know, she has to have her seal of approval on Blake's relationships before he gets married. She's like, Oh, you know, I was really doubtful, like even up to the last minute about their relationship, but She's like, I just felt like a connection between them. So I'm happy. Oh, well, thank God. Thank God for you, Rita. We were all so worried. 
next, Michael and Juliana. Again, very short um, storyline with them. It's been a week since the wedding and really nothing happened. We didn't even see Juliana at all. It was literally just Michael came over with the kids and he was talking about how great the wedding was. And he thanked Sarah for, um, you know, officiating the wedding and saying that it was all perfect. And then Sarah asks him again about the prenesh and Michael has to tell her like, Oh, well, you know, it was really, like causing strife in our relationship and like really putting stress on things and Juliana didn't like it. So I decided not to do the prenush and Sarah's like, she's still a little bit stressed out, but I think she's just taking it a little bit easier. She says like, okay, fine. Like as Michael says, like I have like estate planning, so you don't have to worry about like the kids being taken care of. And, you know, I wouldn't worry about that at all. And I think because now Sarah is deeply, deeply in love with Juliana, <laughs> she's probably a little bit more, um, uh, what do you call it? She's just, her eye, her mind is eased a little bit by the fact that there is no prenush. Um, so yeah, I mean, literally that's all Sarah says that she trusts his decision-making and, and that was the end of them. Um, in terms of Angela and Michael, they're still in Lagos and Angela and Michael go to the Ministry of the Interior to discuss with the registrar about getting married. Um, so she's about to leave, go back to America. And they basically tell her, like, if you register to get married today, like it's not going to happen today, but you know, you can register today. And then when you come back to Nigeria, you can get married the next time. And then you can file for the K3, which is the spousal visa to get Michael to come to America. Um, so the register, she, you know, Angela just asked to confirm, like, is it, do you think that it's a better idea for us to get married and then go the K3 route or to continue with the K1? And he tells them like, you know, it's definitely the best bet to get, to actually get married. Um, and Angela says, uh, you know, time's not on her side and that hearing it from an official really helped her convince her to like, do go out, go ahead with the registration. Um, then he tells them that in order for them to actually get married, that it's imperative that Angela has somebody on her side, whether it be a family member, a friend, somebody from America to come over to Nigeria and actually witness the wedding. And that that is the only way it's going to be legitimate. Um, but as we know, Angela has been saying all season that they, that she, there's no chance that anybody can come from Nigeria to come witness the wedding. Um, so, you know, there's an issue with that. But of course we found out that they did get married. Spoiler alert, I guess I should have said that. <laughs> but, um, now there's a travel ban on Nigeria. So who knows what's happening? You know, I, I don't know how many taxes Angela paid this year, but they're not going to get out of a Nigerian travel ban. That's for sure. Can't be right. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so that's an issue. Michael's concerned about, you know, when she does come back, if he's like, if they, if we get married, great. If we don't, like, I don't know where our relationship is going to go. So they're headed back to the airport to drop Angela off. And I had to say like her face looked a lot better, a lot more refreshed. All the worms on her chest seemed to really be lightening up into like a more of a flesh tone than like a, a bruised burn victim. So that's good. Um, 
Angela says that she's nervous to go home because she doesn't want to uh, tell her family that she has to have a witness. I'm not really sure what the big deal about it is. It's like, you guys, TLC is going to pay for this. Just get Scotty on a plane and go. (laughs) Um, At the airport, Michael surprises Angela with two like matching nameplate necklaces. So he's got the Angela one. She's got the Michael one. Um, and yeah, he says that he tells us that he may, that she makes him feel like a man and that he loves her. And I do feel like he does have great affection for her. Does he love her? I don't know, but he does seem to care about her and no shade to you, Angela, but that might be the best you're going to get. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I just shouldn't be talking with my single ass. Anyway. Um, to, let's just go to Robert and Annie, um, you know, wedding day for them. Wedding bells are ringing. Annie has a friend named Naomi who's doing her hair and makeup, but she's also not going to have any family friends there. Um, and she's, you know, really excited, but for the last couple of weeks, she's been feeling down because of that. Um, obviously grandma, Stephanie, grandma, diamond Fox is not invited. (laughs) Um, Robert says that even though he's got four baby mamas, he's never been married before and that he is wholly against divorce. So he's hoping that everything works out. Um, Bryson and Robert are wearing matching cornrows and red suits. Like if the Incredibles had a formal wear line, kind of like that, (laughs) um, as they get to the venue, which I thought was very interesting. You guys remember in like the first or second episode, Annie said that she wanted to get married to the beach and Robert acted like she was asking to get married in fucking Buckingham Palace, but he has no problem shelling out money for a venue, even though getting married on the beach would have been free, right? I don't know. Robert's really splashing out the cash this episode, and I'm glad to see it. We love to see it. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, Robert's saying that he's got a lot of second thoughts about the whole thing. He's feeling very hesitant. Um, Bryson walks Annie down the aisle, and that's very cute. Um, most of the guests, I noticed, were wearing red, which, you know, put a, put a little thought in my head but then I thought Robert complains way too much to be in a in a gang like there's no way he's a blood right like he couldn't possibly be so who knows what's going on with that I think the Bronx just jumped out with this situation um so when they get to the you know speak now or forever hold your peace thing which I don't even think people really do anymore but Robert gets like all hesitant and he's like oh you know what can't really do this right now. But then he, um, you know, they, they cut for drama and then they, uh, he's like, I can't really do this right now. Cause I didn't do this before. And then he gets down on one knee and actually gives her an engagement ring. Annie's loving it. It's actually really cute. Um, good for you. She said she was completely surprised and she was like, you know, at first he said, I can't do this right now. I thought he was going to leave me at the aisle, but she's like, I genuinely did not expect him to give me a ring. She was so happy. Um, yeah, I mean, that was really it for them. I thought Annie looked so beautiful. Like I always thought Annie was a pretty girl, but like she really looked super beautiful. And then I realized, I don't think we've ever seen her smile. I don't think I've ever at any point seen her that happy. And it just really, really changed her face a lot. So good for them. 
Mazel to you, Robert and Annie. Annie says that she wants to have 10 kids. And by that, she means Robert already has five. So she wants to have five kids. But, you know, of course, Robert's like, oh, no, no, we ain't doing that. I'm not going to have any kids running around my house. You don't have a bed for them. Okay. Okay. Can calm down. <laughs> We're done with them. Okay. So, in terms of Natalie and Mike, Mike is back in Squim. We didn't get any shots of little Bojangles. It must not have been Pancake Sunday. But Michael is walking around, you know, with that damn jacket again. Um, And he FaceTimes Natalie, he says, with the hopes of figuring things out. Now, he's being kind of, like, stoic. Like, he's acting like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm depressed. Like, I don't know. But I don't... Something in the milk ain't clean with me, with Michael. And I think we're about to... This is... Here's what happens. Okay. So, they're on FaceTime. And he asks her, like, what she's been up to in the last week. And she goes, do you mean was I thinking about us? No. <laughs> Natalie, I go back and forth on whether Natalie is a an unwell person, and I think she is. Let me just get into it. Okay. So Natalie, so she's, you know, they're kind of like going back and forth, like, you want to start the conversation? You start the conversation. No, you talk. No, you talk. And it's clear to me that Natalie is like not going to be putting her cards on the table unless Mike, or unless or until Mike says how he feels. Like he, she's totally trying to gauge the issue. And so basically this is, this was very telling and I'm feeling like my Pisces energy was telling me, I've been telling you guys this whole time. Once they had that conversation about, do you love me or do you not? That something happened. You guys can listen back. I said, something happened behind the scenes. Something about this is very strange. So then Mike says like, oh, I still love you, but I don't know you now because, because according to him that Natalie cut him real deep and Natalie says, well, I did give you the ring back and that was not nice. But other than that, I haven't done anything to you. And then she reveals that she's like, you know, that things were happening, you know, behind the scenes and you know, prior to just like, you know, that something happened before we had to talk to the producers about whether or not, you know, before they asked me that question of if I loved you or not. And she says, um, that they had a discussion after that about why she did not answer him or answer them. Okay. So she said like, also like, instead of being a team that he really pushes her and he's not saying anything besides like, Oh, like I need you to be more serious, which I'm like, she is being serious. She's telling you that this is some bullshit (laughs) and like, stop doing this to me. And she goes on to say that he keeps pretending to be a good guy and that he never admits to fault with anything and that she's tired and that she does not trust him enough to go all the way to America. So then they cut to an interview where the producer asks Michael, like what did happen off camera? Like what happened to destroy the trust between you guys? And he never, he never makes eye contact. He looking looking down the whole time and says, Oh, I don't know what's going on in her head. Hmm. Okay. So then we get back to the conversation, the FaceTime conversation between Mike and Natalie. And he says, this conversation's not working out. And he hangs up on her. And then 
they go back to the producer's interview again and they ask him what she said that frustrated him in this FaceTime conversation and his face gets all red and says like he doesn't really want to care fuck this relationship and walks off hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style off now you guys i knew there was something wrong with him there's something weird and it happens on married at first sight with michael and mika where the guy gets a little too quiet and he keeps like you know diverting attention back to the woman and i promise you and we see in the in the previews for the tell-all with everybody that Something went down. There were cheating. There was the word cheating allegations. And there was a lot of, like, shock. Sean, the host, looked very shocked. Said she's never experienced this before. So I think Mike is a big old jerk, among other things. (laughs) And I think he does things really creepy. He's a real creep. He does things behind the scenes. And I hate when guys do this on TV. And I, I think, I hope that everybody's, like picking up what everybody's putting down here that like these dudes will go off camera say horrible things and then act all nice and confused and like oh I don't know what you're talking about in real life you know when once the cameras are up oh then you know that she's gonna react and act crazy and that you get to look like the good guy and I can't stand that like Stand in your mess, girl. And by girl, I mean Michael. Stand in your mess, girl. Okay? (laughs) I'm sick of this shit. Um, Okay, now I think the last couple are, regrettably, Tanya and Sinjin. Is there anybody else before I check real quick? No. So this was really Tanya and Sinjin's episode. They're at 12 days left to marry. Sinjin is sitting in that little she shed, depressed, uh, reading a book. And he said that he felt utterly destroyed that Tanya said that he, he was not her soulmate. Then Tanya comes in the shed in another bright pink shirt. Another bright pink shirt. And he tells Tanya that he doesn't feel like he doesn't know what he's doing in America right now. Peppa Pig tells him that she feels like she was holding on to something by not telling him about the soulmate thing and that it felt good to finally let him know. So great for you, Tanya. So glad you could let that out. So then here comes some more bullshit. When he asks how she'd feel if he said that to her, 
she said, well, I never wanted to have this conversation because I don't really know what soulmates are. Okay, did it feel good to let him know or you didn't want to have this conversation? Like, she's like a sneaky, slimy, not bra-wearing little weasel. And I can't say that. Like, she just tries. She's such a child. She's so immature. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Ugh, okay. So Sinjin questions whether or not they should get married. Um, Tanya says, I don't know. She's basically just like scrambling. She's clearly scared that she's about to lose out on that sweet South African baby batter and says that she's so sure in their relationship that she doesn't want questions and that there shouldn't be questions about it. <sighs> no, what you want to do or want to be able to do is to do whatever and say whatever bullshit that you hear out of your herbalist group chat and get away with it and that everything will be okay. And that's not how it works, girl. Then she tells a story about like, you know, like I saw you in this bar and I knew that it was meant to be because like I was really trying to get into the bar and I didn't know that you were in there and I didn't know what I, who I was going to meet. She's like <laughs> talking about how she like begged to go in the bar and they wouldn't let her in. So she like tried to beg to get back in to get in again. And I guess they let her in and here's where we are now. Um, Sinjin says that he accepted that their views are much different from his, but that they're going to get married and try and work through it, which is everything that you want to hear before you get married. So finally it's wedding day. Um, Sinjin is nervous because according to him, nobody in his family has gotten a divorce in 500 years and he's hoping to not, to not be the one to be the first. Real romantic thoughts in your wedding day, right? <laughs> so Tanya says that she's stressed out because they're late. Um, so they rented like an Airbnb in a different part of Connecticut. And they're doing everything on their own, including food. They're doing barbecue. They're doing all the dec decorations, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Here's the thing. I had to think. They're making their own food. And I was thinking like, out of all the couples whose food would I want to eat least? And I think it would definitely be Tanya and Sinjin. I, I hate to group my, my baby Sinjin into that, but I just can't imagine like how many long hairs are you going to be picking out of that food? Cause you know, they're not wearing hairnets. Like at least with Angela, I know that I'm probably going to get like a Taco Bell $5 box out of the deal. Like a little Baja blast, you know, uh, Mountain Dew, you know, just something like with a lot of unnatural colors, but like, at least I know what I'm getting, you know? Ooh, okay. Um, they're talking about how little time they have. Tanya says she's not even sure if she'll have time to write vows. And when do they get to the house? Um, Chart is there, my, my other South African bae. And they're helping to get ready. He and his wife are helping them set up things. And Chart asks about uh, pictures. Like, oh, are you guys going to take pictures before the ceremony or after the ceremony? She's like, oh, um, I actually didn't hire a photographer. And Sinjin's like, okay, well, that's the first I'm hearing of this. So, he, you know, constantly this poor boy trying to make the best of things. Chart offers to take pictures for them. Um, so Tanya is talking about like ambiance and how she wants her guests to feel like they've been transported to a new world as she fills up vases full of fake roses and water. And those like, I don't even know what you call these, but they're like clear kind of like decorative beads that people put like from, they get them from Michael's or Hobby Lobby. And I guess they oftentimes put them in like the bottom of the vases to make it look 
I don't know what the point of the look is. <laughs> I hate those things. But, you know, you all know what I'm talking about. There's this, like, little clear, like, beads. Um, very, I mean, truly, like, it was, like, Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> It goes to the dollar store, <laughs> basically. Um, so they're working. They're still working. They're like hustling. They, of course, they're behind. God knows what they were doing because Tanya again doesn't have a bra. Hasn't seemed to pass any sort of comb or brush through her hair at all. So I don't know what they could have possibly been late doing. But they're working out to the minute. Like people, the guests are arriving, and they're still like putting up chairs and like unfolding tables and all that stuff. So finally everything gets done. Tanya says like, Oh, everything, every minute counts. I haven't taken a shower, but maybe I'll just have to take a bird bath, which is like, you know, that she loves to use that excuse. Like, you know, for a fact that Tanya probably takes bird baths all the time. That's probably all she's doing. There's probably a lot of wipes being used. Oh God, just, I'm so, I'm so glad to be done with Tanya. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, she goes to get her hair and makeup done finally. And her friends are all there. And she's telling her friends that she's feeling a lot better since the last conversation. Like, what do you have to feel bad about, girl? You're the one who broke his heart by telling him that you weren't a soulmate. Ugh. Chart and Sinjin are getting ready. Both of their shirts are off. Mm. Hi. Um, Simpson's telling him that he chart that he's super nervous. Um, but then they get ready. They pull up, pull up their baby blue uh, suspenders, and they're off to the aisle. Now let's get into what Tanya's wearing. Tanya's dress is like a black lace with a baby pink satin under it, and it's very fitted to her body. I will say that the fit is great because I said, excuse me, I said before that she's got quite big boobs and not a lot of shape outside of that. So they fit at the top really well. And I'm guessing the rest of the dress looked good, but I couldn't tell because she tied a bunch of tulle around her waist. So now there's tulle on top of this lace dress. And like, listen, I don't mind... A different color option I think it's like really cool if that's like signature to you I really hope you can't hear this I don't know what's happening outside it sounds like a transformer <laughs> is being built I hope you can hear that I'm so sorry if you can hey folks I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, so, they're like, okay, the, the dress is fine. Okay, the dress is fine. Is it a wedding dress? No. Is it something that I think is cool in this situation? No, because I think like Tanya just wants to be special and different, and that doesn't give you license to like have tool around your waist. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm just very upset that Sinjin got married, frankly. <laughs> um, so, they, you know, the wedding is whatever. Sinjin gets on his knees, crying and emotional about his new goth princess. Um, Sinjin's parents are not there, but they are Skyped in from South Africa, so they're watching everything from their computers. Um, Sinjin's vows... Again, he gets on his knees, and they're nice, but they're also very temporary, we can say. (laughs) Like, he says, like, I'm going to love you for as long as I can, and I'm going to do all these things for you, respect you, honor you, blah, 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 for as long as God lets us. Like, it's not like this forever stuff. Like, you can tell that he's still being, like, like, the soulmate comet still really affected him, and that he feels like this is a temporary thing. Even though he says that he doesn't want to get married, he's using very pointed language that I think we need to talk about later in therapy, Sinjin. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the vows are done. (sighs) And again, Tanya has to be so fucking different that... (laughs) They don't even really walk down the aisle. There's somebody sets up a table and chairs right, like, right beside the altar. And we find out that they're going to get matching Sagittarius tattoos on their ring fingers to symbolize their love. Are either of them Sagittarius's? (laughs) Is that the word? I don't think Sinjin is. I was regrettably uh, told by a listener that Tanya is a Pisces, which I am. And I think she might be a February Pisces, which I am. So I'm really nervous to find out. I'm going to, I'm going to find out when her birthday is because if we have the same birthday and I bet we fucking do, I'm really going to be mad. Okay. Let's pause for a real second. Let's see when her birthday is. Oh my god, her Facebook picture is of her at like the Game of Thrones chair, but it looks like a really ghetto version of that chair. Okay, sorry, not the point. Um when is Tanya's birthday? I don't see it. Shit, I'm sorry you guys. Okay. I don't know when it is, but she's a Pisces. I don't think that Sinjin is so I don't know I mean they said that Sagittarius is like the sign of travel so that's why they got it but I I don't know girl I just don't know 
And I really feel like that was really the end of them and the end of the series. Um, like I said, there was like a really great, um, uh, preview for the tell all and, I'm excited to see it. It seems like Mike will be called out a lot. Of course, Angela, as she's wont to do, is going to be popping off. Hopefully, she doesn't fight somebody like she did last tell-all. She apparently, like, put her hands on um, Avery's mother, Avery, who married that guy from Syria. Um, and, yeah, it seems like there will be a little bit of beef between other people, too. And I'm excited to see it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I'm still looking at these. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still looking at Tanya's Facebook and she's like in this one video, she's like in, in my element and it looks like she's just like, oh, of course, saging, just, just burning sage. Okay, girl. Great. Great for you. Like nobody does. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Her birthday is February 28th. My birthday is February 27th. Fuck me. Bye guys. I'm officially done.